So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast with my man, Michael Allen, dating coach. What's up, man? How are you doing? How are you doing, Jimmy? It's really great to be back here with you. Yeah. Uh, day 32, officially, of uh, quarantine. <laughs> is it, is that, are you counting? Bar, we don't have another 32 days, but... <laughs> Your accounts, yeah. I, 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 I don't even know what day it is. It's just... I'm just like going, you know. Um, this reminds me of my, my days when I used to work on a cruise ship. Like I literally did not know what day I knew the time or I had to be to work, but didn't know the day of the week because you're just you're just lost. You're in the cruise ship, stuck. Right. And you just you're just there. Like now, I'm just here, right now. Exactly. And yeah, you you completely lose track of time when you're when you're so in the thick of things and you're you're constantly moving around. Uh, But that also has the opposite effect when you're not really doing anything and you're just kind of sitting in your room. Right. You just don't even realize what time it is. Yeah. And how are you? How are you doing with all this? How are you coping? Are you dealing? Like, have you been affected by any of this in, in any way? Well, Jimmy, you know, it's, it's just taking it day by day. Some days are obviously easier than others. Um, some days I just want to climb up the walls uh, out of boredom. <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm pretty content to just sit back and read a book or continue my own education into both my profession and also just other subjects that interest me. And I find that I can focus really well. So I think a lot of it depends on the day and a lot of it depends on how much sleep I get the previous night, to be honest. You're having sleep as nice sometimes? Well, I think that when you have a lot of energy that kind of goes to waste during the day because you're spending the day indoors, it makes it harder to go to sleep at night. When I was working full time, I would go out, I would move around, I would get some exercise during the day and that would that would spend some energy, which would make it easier for me to sleep at night. And I don't really have that right now. So my whole schedule, my whole Kikadian rhythm, as they call it, is completely out of balance right now. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I've been sleeping like five hours a day. Like I get up like 5 a.m. like to start doing stuff. And I, I hear you because I just noticed something different too. And I just noticed this actually today, like because of all this staying home, like, my back issues stopped. My lower back, like muscles used to ache sometimes, that stops. You know, I used to have arthritis in my left toe, like it stopped. Like literally, like I feel like this time for me, like my body is actually healing, you know, um, like my joints and everything, like my mind, like just, and with that said, I still have that pent up energy, just like, oh my God, like I'm just, I can't fall asleep because I'm just like, I'm not tired, <laughs> you know? That's exactly what I'm facing. I, I have the extra energy that I'm not burning off at the end of the day and uh, it's keeping me awake at night. Um, also, I, I like what you said because it's happening to me too. I used to get headaches when I was working full time and I haven't had a single headache since going yeah. on quarantine. So if there's one positive thing that comes out of this, obviously that would be the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we got some great tips here for people who are dating in lockdown. And I'm glad I'm looking forward to uh, diving into these three things that you're providing because it is possible to date while you're in quarantine lockdown. I know what we talked about earlier before the podcast, like it's, and, and it's easy to just give up and just like wait and do nothing, but doing nothing doesn't get you anywhere. And you can do something to keep going and cultivating love in your life. Yeah, it's all about pivoting. It's yeah. not that dating is dead. It's just that dating needs to take a detour. Yeah. You know, like how you're on the road and you take your typical highway to work and then one day there's construction and they're asking you to go another way. That's exactly what this is. You just yeah. have to go another way to get to the same destination that you would have gotten to anyway. Right, right. Great. So let's dive into it. Get, get Lay it on us. Yeah, definitely. So one thing, when I'm listening to daters and I'm listening to single people talk about what's going on in the current climate, uh, there are three big things that, that keep coming up, and I want to address each one of them today. Uh, the first one is strategies for meeting new people uh, online, mostly, because that's pretty, pretty much what we're limited to right now uh, for most of us. Uh, the second thing is how to keep a connection strong while in lockdown. I'm going to talk about that as well. And the third one is how to deal with disappointment and frustration when things don't work out. And I think that there, you have to be honest, there's a high chance of that happening, especially when right. we're not able to meet in the flesh like we typically are able right. to. And I love you. You said that because, um, you know, a while ago, one of my best friends used to say, you know, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to date if I want to get hurt. And I just say, you know, it comes with both. It's, it's both sides of the coin. You can't like flip a quarter and not expect to have heads or tails. It's both, it comes with the territory. It's just how the context of how you look at the rejection or the hurt really determines your next move, your next step and what you feel about yourself. Right, right, exactly. And that's the key thing we have to learn, especially, I mean, we need to do this anyway, even, right, right. Early, but we need to doubly be able to do this in this current time. We need to be able to find a way to fill our own cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our, our, our self-confidence. That's our a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's the core. It's the bedrock of everything that we're going to talk about today, because if you don't have that, how do you expect to get the results that you want in dating? Right, right, right. You know, so you, that, that kind of works into my third point, how to deal with disappointment and frustration. You know, it, it's basically how do you keep yourself afloat in terms of your, your own self-esteem yeah. when we're going through this time? Yeah, so let's get into the first one, like online dating messaging strategies and how people can, you know, elevate their game. So what, what do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I'm speaking to nowadays are like, oh, you know, I'm just going to put everything on hold. Uh, you know, it's, it's not worth doing online dating because there's no chance of me meeting up with them. And I think this is where we were talking about earlier, a lot of the limiting beliefs come in. Yeah. I mean, you can still date. Yeah, you might not be able to physically kiss them at the end of the night, <laughs> but, you know, you're still able to do everything else on a date that you can with that person, right? And let's talk about some strategies. First of all, strategies for meeting them. 
Um, what I would recommend for people, and, and this is no different than if you're doing online dating during a regular time, right? Right. You join about three or four sites that you think are going to have the types of women or have the types of men that you want to date. And I would say message a good five or six of them every day, right? You, you, this is a great time to be reaching out and just meeting new people and getting to know, you know, having that, that initial getting to know you conversation to see if they are a potential match or not. So if you have somebody who you think is going to be a really good match, then, you know, you, you talk to them and you schedule something for when lockdown is over, whenever that's yeah. going to be. Right. So it's some, it's a way to kind of vet potential people. So when, whenever this crisis does go away, hmm. you will know, Oh, should I actually go see this person in real life right. or not? Right. Yeah. And it will actually save you right. a lot of extra headaches in the long run because you're doing all your vetting of these people online. Right. And you've already established the connection and you'll, you'll know exactly who to, to spend your time um, to go to. And I was going to and also, as I was like listening to you, like, you know, two ways that I, uh, that you can meet people too is like meetup, meetup.com. They're doing a lot of the groups on meetup are doing a lot of virtual speed dating. A lot of groups are forming to do virtual connection. And I was also part of a, a singles group on, um, on Zoom. There was like 15 people, 15 single people were all talking about um, dating. So, you know, you can invite your single friend, invite that girl, invite that guy and come up with a Zoom party. And you can like, like with Zoom, the good thing about Zoom, you can like personally write the person who, who you find attractive and have some kind of structure if you kind of do some kind of like Zoom singles meeting. Yeah, that, that's that's a really great idea, especially if you have a, a group to kind of uh, yeah. hang out with. You won't feel as intimidated or as awkward. Right. You've got 50 other people on a Zoom call versus just one other. <laughs> right. I, I think it's, you, you know, you can meet many different people in one meeting at that point. And yeah. who knows, you may have five or six potential uh, matches from that one meeting that you would want right. to follow up with. So I think that's a great strategy to uh, meet new people. Um, the other thing that I want to kind of touch on is when you meet somebody online or when you meet somebody at an online meetup or when you meet somebody at an online Zoom event, what do you actually say to them? This is another question that I get. I, I hear people saying, well, now that we're on quarantine, there's nothing going on in my life. You know, what can I actually say to this person that's interesting uh, or say something to them that's going to keep the, the conversation going. And with that, you have to you, you just talk about your day-to-day -day life. I mean, talk about something you watched on Netflix. Uh, talk about something you may have cooked, uh, a, a dish you may have cooked. Uh, talk about a conversation that you had with a friend. You know, we're still talking to people even though right. we're not seeing them in person. You know, largely our lives are still going on. The only difference is we're doing it via computer versus in person, right? It's, a, it's another mental block. Yeah. Tons of interesting things happen online. Uh, tons of interesting things happen on, on, on Facebook. People say things. People say funny things. They share jokes. You know, share, the, share those jokes with the person. Get them to laugh. Uh, right. You know, get them to feel those strong emotions, as long as you're getting them to feel those strong emotions, they'll stick with you. It doesn't matter if you're 
via screen or, or via person. Right. And I know about you, like, just by hearing that, I mean, this is my, my takeaway. Like, if you feel like you have nothing to say, then it means you need to start reading. You need to start, like, doing some education. You need to start doing some homework of, like, really ed- using this time to educate yourself and, like, share what you learn with somebody. Some people are always, I'm always interested in like somebody, some new discovery, some new thing. And I would say too, there's a lot of tech talks that talk about how to start a good conversation, not without the regular old thing. You know, my thing is always have some kind of backup question. Like, well, I remember one of the questions on the show, he was like, he asked uh, a guy a question. He was like, so what was the most, you know, profound or disappointing moment in your childhood? And why was that? How did that impact you now? It's kind of like a deep question, um, but it really sparked, well, what was your favorite childhood memory? I think that's what it was. And he talked about his dog getting sick and eating his bread and how it like led to this whole like story. And it's very interesting and very like, learned and what he learned from that experience. So there are a lot of ways. It's time to get creative, like tap into our creativity, because there are there are ways to ask thought-provoking questions. And there's, some, there's a book called the, the Question Book, too, which you can purchase on Amazon, which causes uh, you to think deeply about things and like spark conversations. You don't even need to buy a book online because all you really <laughs> Was Google search open uh, that too? Got like a thousand of them that you can use right there, right? And that's bound to it's going to force the other person to give more than a one word answer, right? right? And when you get more more than that one word answer, you use that answer to springboard into other questions and other discussions, right? Yes. And if you keep following that that trail, if you keep following that chain, you will never run out of things to say. I mean, you could. Yeah. You could go for hours on that one question on that right. one subject if you if you just pay attention to the other person's answers and use that as a way to go into follow-up questions right. because people leave clues in the way they talk so if you're listening just like you said you can pick up on the things and find something interesting or be curious like oh tell me more about that what was that like you know like go a little bit deeper and I was going to say too that um, I'm not sure if you know this, but New York Times had an article that went viral on the 36 questions that people or single people can ask to fall in love. And they did this whole research on the 36 best questions to ask. So if you're stuck, you can look up this article and just pick one and start. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, if I was still single, I mean, I'm not, thankfully, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, but if I were single, that would be what I would do. I would talk about things that I've read or things that I've watched or things that I've done online or something that somebody else said and yeah. use that as a starting point. And if you're saying to yourself, oh, well, you know, girls don't read or, you know, guys don't <laughs> read what I read. Well, then yeah. you're with the wrong people anyway. Right. That, that conversation would have petered out whether you were offline or online. Right. So there's, there's no, there's no big loss there. Right. Um, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. I mean, to me, it really comes down to really knowing what you need and want in the other person. So you don't have to feel disappointed when the person teeters off. Cause like they were not meant for you. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, they don't, they, they're, 
qualities and what they want and like does not serve you. If, if you are in tune with yours, you can wean out the people who are not meant to be with you. And you don't have to like make it a thing. It's just like, okay, you're not meant for me. Next. Yep. Just like uh, offline. No yeah. different. No different. The, the <laughs> medium has changed, but the message is still the same. Still the same. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, your next one. All right. So the next one is about how to keep a connection strong while in lockdown. So let's say that you meet somebody on one of these events or uh, on an online dating site and things are going well, right? You hit it off. You've got some good conversations so far, but now you're thinking, okay, we've been at this for like two weeks. This is normally the time when I would ask them, okay, let's meet up. Let's go for drinks or let's go for coffee or let's go to a movie or something like that. And I can't do that right now. So what is the next step? How can I keep that spark alive? This is where, you know, you and I were talking last time about the lost art of phone calls. Okay. This is, this is a great <laughs> way to, in, to reintroduce the concept of phone calls, to actually hear the other person's voice, voice on the other yeah. line. Uh, of course, I'll admit it's no substitute for being physically there, but it's better, a lot better than just sending endless texts and not being able to put a voice or not being able to put any kind of emotional yeah. content behind the person that you're speaking to. Yeah. So I told, calls, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was like, I just totally agree because it makes me think of my, you know, the last person I was with. Like, we we kind of saw each other, but we spent a lot of time on FaceTime. And, and we talked a lot. And that all that talking for me, built up the anticip anticipation to be with that person. I wanted that person even more because I got to know that person on such a deeper level that it, when we finally was, were physically together, it was just so rich. It was just so, so much connection. Like we just build and establish this whole, uh, you know, connection. And that's like basically what you're doing without touching the whole, you know, physical distancing and using virtual uh, ways to communicate and connect, like you're building the connection, you're building the attraction. Like, and when you meet, like, I'm going to tell you, it's like electric and like, you, it just, it just so, it's it just, it's un unbelievable. I think. So why I think this is a good idea to connect this way. Yeah. And in addition to what you said, which is absolutely spot on. Also, it's a great way to vet further the person that you're talking to online. Uh, it's another intermediate step between texting and messaging and going out and meeting them in person. And right. if you can eliminate them from contention by a phone call, you're saving yourself yet right. another headache and more wasted time with someone who wasn't going to work out anyway. Right. Could you talk about, I know we, this is talk about vetting because vetting is so important. I think a lot of people don't even know what that means or that's a part of dating, you know, vetting, especially the first three months or the first couple of weeks, you're, you're actually vetting this person. Like I like to say it like a job, they're vetting you to see, are you a fit for the company? Mm -hmm. So can you explain what vetting means? It's basically, as you kind of described it, it's a way of figuring out if this person, you're, you're imagining yourself with this person and you're, yeah. you're saying to yourself, okay, do I see myself having fun with this person? Do I see myself having a great time with this person? Do I see myself feeling those feelings that I want to feel 
with this person. And you vet somebody based on the feelings that you get in terms of how they're acting towards you, uh, you, also in terms of the information they give, what are their values, what are their views on life, are they in alignment with your values and right. what you think. And if they're very, very far apart, this is a great way to, to assess, okay, should I continue on with this person right. yes. or should I not? Yeah. Right? And when you're dating, you have to think about, okay, and I think a lot of people, especially guys, they approach this from the, the opposite angle. They're worried when they go on a date, they're thinking, okay, how do I get this girl to like me? Right. And I think that's the wrong way to approach it. You've got to approach it from, okay, um, is this girl, is she interesting enough for me? Right. Mm -hmm. Is she going to be compatible with my values? Right. Right. And when I approach dating that way, instead of the old way, which is, you know, kind of supplicating, oh, I hope you like me. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I my dates went so much more smoothly and so much more successfully. You've got yeah. to flip that script and think, okay, what what is it that this girl has, and is it what I'm looking for, right? And if you if you go into the the date thinking, okay, I'm going to be the one doing the vetting, yeah, because you should be. I mean, you should, you should be. be, and you should be as well. Yeah. Right? It shouldn't just be a one way street. Right. When you go in and, and, and measure that to your values, you're, you'll find that you are much more relaxed. You'll find that you're much more confident. You'll find that things just kind of flow from your mouth a little bit more uh, easily. You're not, mm -hmm. you're not stifled. You're not awkward. And it's, it's a lot more enjoyable. Yes. When you know your values and you know your needs and know what you want, your confidence comes off so profoundly and, and it comes off sexy. But when you don't know that's when the insecurity, the like all this like shiftiness happens in a date. But when you know your needs and values and how to vet, like, I mean, for me, it's like the, the power of like saving time and saving myself and uh, just really knowing myself of what I want and what I need. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I found out online that this girl wasn't for me. Guess what? I just saved myself an entire night. <laughs> I had to dress up and money, and go out, spend money on them. And that's time and money that I could have been spending on my business. Uh -huh. That's time and money that I could have been spending on my family. That's time and money that I could have spent, you know, playing uh, call of duty. You know, <laughs> all of those would have been better than doing things you love. Right. You know? time of, you could spend time think, on things. You don't think about what you lost. Think about what you're saving. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So phone calls is a great way to find out more about the person. Another thing is video calls, like what we're doing right now, a Zoom meeting, a Skype meeting, a Google Hangouts meeting, right? You and the other person across from each other. I'll tell you what my girlfriend and I did the other week. We cooked our own dinners in our own places, and then we got on to Skype, and together we ate our dinner, we drank, and we watched uh, one of our favorite TV shows together. Wow. And that's a great way to get together with that person virtually and A, find out more about them and B, do an activity that you very easily could have done uh, in yeah. each space offline, but you're doing online instead. It's the same thing, only we're, we're a few more miles apart. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There so, you go. 
Virtual dating is great for this time uh, because you can still do, and it's a big thing. I know the only thing you're missing is that, is that, is that physical, physical connection. And yeah. hopefully soon you'll be able to do that again. Um, but for now, you've just got to take what you can do and absolutely max that out. Yeah. And I think it's, you yeah. and max that out. And, and virtual dating is a great way to do that. I think it's one of the reasons why it's challenging for guys because we're so used to, to leading with the physical and we can't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to, well, hopefully, but I think a lot of us want to have to learn how to use our brain and our hearts to connect now uh, more than ever because the physical right now ain't happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And our last ones, how, how, do, how do we handle dating frustration and disappointments? Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, just like offline, in this time, not every connection, not every virtual date, not every phone call is going to go well. And sometimes we're not going to hear from that person again. Yeah. Sometimes we may follow up with a text or a call and they may not answer. And we may go days, days, days without hearing anything. And the realistic thing is that this person's no longer interested in us. So yeah. what do we do? We feel terrible. Not only do we feel terrible, but now we feel terrible and we're stuck at home in our room. We can't go out and go to the gym and work it off. We can't uh, go to a music concert and forget our troubles, right? We've got to stay in our room and think about it, right? It's like 10 times worse. But just <laughs> I gotta <so> think. <laughs> I said, I gotta think. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I gotta think about it. But just because something is harder doesn't mean that it's impossible to work with or that it's impossible to get yeah. over. Right? So, what are some ways in which we can do that? Well, I talked about this a little bit earlier when I talked about my furthering education. I'm looking at subjects that I'm really interested in and really interested in learning more about, and I'm diving headfirst into those. And if it's something that really interests you, think about five things that really interest you, things that you don't know all that much about, but now that you have the time, could be really interesting to learn more about them. You know, pick those five things and dive headfirst into them. And I guarantee you, when you do that, your mind is going to be off any kind of, uh, yeah. you know, male, female thing, because you're, you're going to be so invested in what you're doing. So invest yourself in work, invest yourself in your hobbies, invest in your activities, invest in your growth, learn yeah. something new that you can do at home. And that's going to take time and effort and mental energy away from what you're thinking about, right? If you can do that and do that enough times and do that for enough time, then when you finally do have a, a break, you're not going to be thinking about that, that, right. that phone call that didn't go well last week, you know, because it will, it will have completely sailed on by because, you know, the longer something, uh, how, how do they say, the, the longer you wait, the, 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 the less you're going to think about it. Right. I mean, also too, like you're doing all those things, like investing in yourself, your education and bringing value. You're actually, up leveling your value, you're mastering something, you're doing something, you're, you're, I mean, you're bringing value, you're bringing more to the table, you, you're uh, even better prepared to have better conversations with women or men or whatever you like, you know, you're, you're, you're upgrading yourself, basically, you know, and what better way to utilize this time to up level 
yourself and bring value and bring something even more valuable to the table when you do meet someone or do get in a relationship. Yeah, and this is especially true. I mean, this is true for everybody, but this is especially true for guys like you and me, Jimmy. We're entrepreneurs. We have our own businesses. And, you know, we, we always have to be thinking about, okay, what do I have to learn next to stay ahead? Mm-hmm. What do I have to, to do next? What kind of skill do I need to have in order to keep ahead of not just myself, but also, you know, everybody else who's in my field? You, you know, now is a great time to invest in self-education, right? Yeah. So think of something that you can do, no, ma- no matter what it is that you do for a living. If you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, you know, think about what you can do to up your own game, to up your own level at what you do and become even better and immerse yourself in that. And that's going to be so good for your, for your mental state in terms of forgetting all the other BS that's going on in your life. Yeah. Good one. All right, man. Thank you so much for providing this value to us. Um, uh, Before we go, I ask, I'm asking this question. So what are you learning about yourself, love and life in these uncertain times? I'm learning, you know, honestly, Jimmy, I'm going to be very transparent here. Um, I am learning to love all humanity more deeply as a result of this crisis. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying that I had absolutely zero compassion, <laughs> but I just, I, I just didn't know how much more deeply I could go with the appreciation and the concern and, and just the overall sense of responsibility to other people yeah. uh, than, you know, what happened when this crisis started. Uh, so that's what I'm learning about myself is that j- just how deeply, m- more deeply I can care. Yeah. Wow. And where people can find you online? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, co- coach uh, underscore Michael. Uh, you can also find me at my website, nogamenecessary.com. And uh, I, ha- I've taken myself off of Facebook, but you can also now find me on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can just Google Michael Allen. You'll see my picture um, and some of the articles I, uh, I wrote recently for, for LinkedIn. Um, so I'm finding that that is a much more, um, much more enjoyable place for me. So I'm, I'm going to hang out there. And also, um, hopefully, I'm going to get a, a YouTube channel up very soon with uh, my yes. girlfriend. And be, we're going to be sharing our own tips together uh, on our channel. So hopefully look for that soon. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate what you've done here. And uh, thank you for getting to uh, being on the show. Thank you, Jimmy. Much appreciated. You're welcome. All right. Stay safe. You too. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.